I want people to know that we're going for uh, eight thirty time because yeah. I want say people he would or he that would are going to work with us next year <laughs> early. All right, what up, Stuart Anderson here. This is episode ninety of the New Dwelly Podcast. It was supposed to be kind of like a special edition uh, extra podcast, but it turned into a hour long discussion with uh, five of the dudes that race in our loadage group Cat Three Four. Uh, we'll introduce them on the podcast itself, but uh, there were six dudes that raced this uh, Lodija Cat 3-4 race. Uh, and if you don't know um, Lodija, it's a race at the end of the season, every season for almost 40 years now, uh, 200 miles from Logan to Jackson, 204 miles, about 9,000 feet of climbing, and uh, a big a, a big race for our group. You'll hear the guys kind of talk about it uh, as an end-of-year goal, um, kind of the, the pinnacle of everything that they do. Uh, and so that's a, it's a fun thing to hear. And, and they had a really special day. So they went, uh, the gold standard used to be, uh, under 10 hours, right? That was like the goal, like everybody wanted to do 10 hours. And now somehow we've morphed into, well, we can do under nine hours. Uh, Todd did that a few years ago, Todd Raker. And now, uh, this group, you'll hear from them. They set out with the goal to do sub nine hours, uh, which they accomplished uh, along with uh, one podium with Jason Lang and a few there in the top 10. So you'll hear their story, uh, how they planned uh, their goals and kind of how they took care of the day and each other and, and how it unfolded. So a fun episode with these five. It's hard to uh, stay succinct and keep moving, but hopefully you enjoy it. Uh, it was a fun hour uh, talking with these guys who are all planning on coming back next year and, and trying again with new lofty goals. Uh, when they say that they could have gone faster, it's pretty wild to hear. So uh, a fun day for these guys. Uh, grateful for the time they spent here. Uh, thankful, a couple announcements. Grateful for Corby, who put together a really fun mileage and climbing challenge last week. Uh, super cool to have a guy like Corby and uh, cycling upgrades as as part of our sponsorship. Such a fun contest to watch. A lot of dudes uh, go out 300 plus miles last week. And then Corby does a, a one day race, uh, salt to sinners or salt to saint does like 430 miles in a single day, uh, and wins his own contest. Although he graciously passed on the prizes to others. So, uh, really grateful for him. Thankful for, uh, his example and then, uh, his sponsorship. So really fun. Uh, we've got a kit order that is coming. It's the last one of the season. So that's on its way along with our 40th anniversary kits. Uh, they're on their way and a few fun podcasts, uh, in the works. So Truman Glasgow is coming up. We're going to do Dean Walker, uh, Jameson Rice and Justin Spangler. So, uh, calendar's full. We've got a lot of dudes, uh, coming on, uh, that you'll get to hear their story. All right. One last thing. I've been reading a really cool book, Atomic Habits. Uh, I read it, um, you know, whatever, every year or so as I start to set goals. And there is a chapter, chapter nine, which I just wanted to highlight uh, kind of a synopsis of how it works. Here's a quote. It says, the culture we live in determines which behaviors are attractive to us. We tend to adopt habits that are praised and approved of by our culture because we have a strong desire to fit in and belong to the tribe. Uh, I thought that was very uh, applicable to the team, uh, applicable to these men who we praise and recognize as being some of our best riders, not only for the race that they accomplished, but for the way that they did it. There's been nothing but praise and uh, a, just a great day for everybody that was surrounding them and with this group. So uh, grateful for them, thankful for their example, and uh, for the great day they had at Lotija. All right, enjoy this little podcast with them and uh, hopefully you learn a few things and have some laughs. All right, enjoy. All right, what up? Welcome to this special, I'm just going to call this special episode, special edition of Me Dwell A Podcast. A lot of social pressure to produce this episode. Look at these fine gentlemen. Greetings, uh, young men. We are looking at the Cat 3 4 uh, loaded. I mean, we're going to dig into this race uh, and talk about, I mean, we were just discussing how deep does it go here? Do we divulge all secrets? Do we lay it all out on the table? I can see Justin smiling. Look at him grinning. <laughs> yeah, tell them all. Okay. Open you book. Wanna, do you want to each introduce yourselves? Justin, you sure. go first. 
Okay. Uh, Justin Spangler, relatively new cyclist, started cycling in 2020. Uh, historically been like a marathoner, half marathoner, and then decided that it hurt my body too much. So really became fully invested in cycling this year, 2023. And, uh, and first, it's his first loaded jaw. Yeah, first loaded jaw. Hmm. Really like my first of like all the races here in Utah. Yeah. Pretty much did most of them this year. And, um, you know, was inspired by Welch back in the day to get on the bike. When I moved back from Austin, I was like, hey, you you're on this team. Let me join. <laughs> that's, and, a great, uh, that's a great, that's a great, that's a great lead in. Ryan Welch, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Ryan Welch, uh, been part of the team since 2018. We went over a little bit of my background on that episode that I was on, but, um, yeah, just loving every minute of it. I don't know what else I should say. I live in Mill Creek like everybody else. It's great. But, but, but you had a great, uh, your loaded uh, history. Oh yeah. Good call. So this was number four for me. Um, three of them have been with Todd, which has been glorious. Um, you know, uh, trying to keep on his wheel. Uh, so first year we did cat fives, took fourth. Second year, four fives. I was like 11th or something. Um, crashed that year a few times. Last year, placed first in four fives. And then this year, yeah, we'll go into it. So, Yes. All right, Jack Bourne. All right. No, I'm glad to be here, Stu. Thanks for organizing this. I am um, Jack Bourne. You know, I've, I've really been cycling for about three years and uh, got serious about it last year. Lost a bunch of weight, started doing structured training, um, started talking to Lang, which turns out to be a, you know, well, uh, that that leads you down some dark paths in terms that's of a day, That's training, a, daily, so. a, a daily adventure. It's a slippery it's a slope. Daily. That's a daily adventure. <laughs> Learned that you should trust place. some things Lang says and some shouldn't trust some things he says. So. You never know if he'll show up with a new bike each ride. Exactly. Yeah, what he said on Monday yeah. is like, bikes don't matter. Coming from the guy that has a new bike every ride. They're just for fun. They're for fun. That's what he said. But this is loaded to number three for me. First one was kind of a total joke. Wanted to do it with uh, with friends. Last year was more serious about it. Um, won the fives, so was I was the fastest fat person out there, which was great. And uh, then uh, <laughs> did the three fours this year with everybody. So, Jack, also a very faithful supporter of the team as a sponsor on your jersey. If you didn't know that or not, thank you, Jack. Very grateful for your support of the team. Epic Ventures, glad to be here. Very good, uh, Mr. Todd. Welcome, yeah, uh, Todd Raker. Um, I started. Riding in 2018, um, rode kind of by myself for that first year. Um, actually met Kirby that first year, Dave Hull, or Greg Hool, uh, <clears throat> the, that that group of guys. It was Andy Welch that introduced me to the group. I uh, showed up in 2019 with my green helmet, <laughs> ankle socks. Ankle socks, yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> rest is history that was the first year that year i did not do loaded to 2019 uh excuse yeah. me the first year i started with the group i did not do loaded 2020 that was the year with welch um the infamous you know discussion <laughs> two miles out on who's going to take first cody king and i said um hell with the we, should, we should race for it we, what do you we think should, we should race, we should for, race for it yeah <laughs> So Cody and I, you know, went for it and uh, took first that year. The second year, that was the uh, infamous sub nine year, uh, kind of similar to this year, which we'll get into, but just solid group. Everyone wanted to work hard, scrappy four fives. Um, ended up taking fourth that year. Um, and then last year, Masters 35, I think Lang, that was the year with Lang, Harmon, Chaw. That was a, we had a good group. Um took second that year, and then uh and now this year. So four total. So dude, three of you guys have won your category before. Mm -hmm. Come on. Okay, Lang, you go. All right, Jason Lang. Um, I've been on here before a few times. 
um, first Lodija. I, I, I can't even really remember when I started cycling, to be honest, but I, I think it was the, the Zwift winter of 2019 mm. um, when I started dabbling in it in 2020, kind of started riding more full time. First Lodija, first race ever actually was Lodija 2020. <laughs> um, jumped in the, the Masters A group. Um, with Stu and and uh, had a good year, but didn't really understand the race or how to race. So, um, just I mean, I I got dropped over Salt, tried to chase, but ended up being in the second group. I think I took ninth. You next lost your year. because you lost your glasses. Glasses flew off my face, descending, trying to chase, but there <laughs> there was a lot of other things that Chip told me that I could take a, a minute or two at the at the first stop in Montpelier. And then when I put my feet down, I was Lane, like, oh, wait, everyone's gone. And Lane came out of the porta potty and everybody was gone. <laughs> oh, so I chased back on and I just, I just didn't understand. I was kind of way out of position at Salt when everybody went, but good learning experience. Then uh, next year came in with the, the lead group, but started cramping at the end and, and kind of fell off and in the last mile and rolled in. And then I think I finished ninth again that year. And then the next year was with Todd, um, where I took fourth good last. group coming in that year. That was last year. And then this year took fifth with a nice. good group of dudes here. Okay. Okay. Great introductions. We learned a lot here that it's going to take a while for each of you to respond, which is good. That's all good. <laughs> uh, why don't we, I, how about this? Rate how important Lodija is on a scale of one to 10. Like, meaning like I'm training for it every ride. I'm thinking about it all summer. I, my my season success hangs on this. I, how serious is this race for each of you? Uh, I would say like a nine out of 10. It was like one of my okay. overarching goals from the very beginning of the year. It was all leaping up to Lodija. Mm -hmm. It's kind of okay. the climax of the season. I love climax. Okay. Yep. <laughs> It's the only, only one Spangler ever gets once a year. So, <laughs> sorry. Uh, for me, I, I've had. Uh, you, yeah, leave it in. We'll just put it. We'll just put a warning. I've had because I've had four good years. I mean, there's there's a lot of uh, maybe I put a little bit of pressure on myself, but it's not just the four good years. I mean, it's just such a fun day. You know, it's everything's gone right. I haven't had those bad days. Even if I had, I don't know if it would affect me that much, but I think of it a lot. Like every morning I wake up, you know, at five o'clock and you don't want to ride. It's like, yeah, it, it, it does give you that little extra push. I've never not had it hanging over me. So I don't know what it's like otherwise, but I, th I say it's, I'm kind of in Spain. There's about nine to 10. Nice. Okay. Ryan. Yeah. Uh, it's the end. I'll be, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it is important though. And I'm kind of in the same boat as Todd where we'd done it a number of times. And I remember we had a few conversations like mid August about if we had felt that fatigue that others on the team had, and I still haven't felt it even after this year. Um, I'm still really enjoying it. And I think it's kind of the thing that I'm leading up to all year long. Um, and I know I'll do other races next year, but yeah. Cool. Jack. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the lone that says ten out of ten on it. I, you know, ten out of ten for doing Lodija for me, and I, I just mean like you know a day of the race stuff happens, right? You never know how you're actually gonna feel, and you may have mechanical. I've been fortunate to not really have anything crazy, but um, you know, one, it's nice to have something that's big enough that requires you to really prep all year for it. You know, it's 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 good motivation in January or February, you know. Um, and then two, it's, you know, just a, it's such a fun day, you know, so, um, anything can happen in 200 miles. You, you make new, you know, friendships, you get to know each other better. Um, I think it's like when it becomes really interesting being part of me, you know, being part of the team. Um, so for me, yeah, it's, it's, it's 10 out of 10, you know, great motivation for the rest of the season. I love that. Nice. Jason, what do you think? Oh, it's pretty tough. I mean, I, I'd probably say the importance is around seven out of 10. I mean, when I show up to a race, I, I'm in it. Like I, I want to win it. I'm there to win. I'm there to work hard. 
Um, but I try and race throughout the season. So maybe there's less importance on it. It's not the only one. It's not everything um, make or break, but kind of where Lodija falls in the season, right? At the end of the season, the summer builds all the way up to it. All of your big rides build to it. It's hard to not have it mean so much because, I mean, it's a huge day. It's a huge expense. It's everything leads up to it. So I try and, and downplay it, but it's important. Huge climax. Huge climax. <laughs> huge. Well, me and Lang talked about this like multiple times, like, and he alluded to it right then. You know, it's a big expense. Like most yeah. of the races I've done this season are just like, you know, hop in my car the morning of and drive down there and then be back before noon. This one, you're like gone all day, the day before, the day after. Yeah. You know, my family didn't come up with me. So not only is that kind of a sacrifice being away from home, but it's a sacrifice for my wife to take care of all the kids the whole time. So you want to have a good day. You build up to it. It's all you think about all summer. But then when it finally comes, it's a sacrifice for a lot of people more than just yourself riding in the saddle. It's for the people around you too. So. So uh, one thing for listeners, if you're not on the team, uh, a lot of cyclists on our squad do this race. So last year we had over 50. I'm not sure how many this year. We had a little dip, maybe 45 or so, 40. Um, but organizing the groups is always kind of a like a thing. Who's going to race where? Because we usually max out the eight per group. Um, and so I don't know how you guys were organized but I don't think you all signed up in this category together. Yeah. Right. <laughs> How did this happen? Like who, who was the instigator that was like, let's move all of us into this category. So I'm going to, I'm going to take the lead here. Um, <laughs> I feel like it started uh, at team camp. So Spangler and I stayed in the same house with Zach Pape, which sadly he couldn't be here this evening, but um, he was also part of our group. Um, and the three of us were kind of, deliberating whether we should do you know the cat three fours we had found out that night that there was no cat four so it was either four fives or three fours and a number of us had already done the four fives and we just decided at that time me zach and, and justin to kind of send it into the three fours and see what would happen um and then anybody else can take it from there because i know there was obviously some deliberation in the summer that got us to the point where we were all in the same spot so that was um, Lang and I were the only ones in 35 A's. I honestly, I wasn't too excited about it this year. It was kind of one of those that kind of felt like a burden kind of leading up to it this summer. It was kind of, you know, not say Lang isn't fun to ride with, but uh, <laughs> it was just us two, you right? That's, that's part of the fun. It was like, you know, did it not have as much emphasis this year? Was it not a big of a group? I, I was still excited, though. It was more there was no kind of wild card, right? We knew what we were getting. We wrote it last year. We figured it was the same group. It was actually going to be a smaller group. Um, and I just pulled it up on my phone, August 17th at 1127 AM. Mm. Spangler text Lang and I both is like, Hey, what do I have to do to convince you to switch mm. into our group? And I'm like, that's kind of was like, that was that like, after that, I was really excited because it just added a whole nother dynamic, right? It's like, we know this group, it's a fast group. We, you know, everyone's willing to hammer. That's what got Lang and I, and it was like two days before the deadline. So huh. Jack, Jack, Jack talk, was poking me. Jack was poking me for a, a week all the way leading okay. up to it too. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And Todd and me talked at our Monday Me Dwelly ride. Uh, we were right by each other. Yeah. And he was like, we're thinking about doing it. And I was like, yeah, come do it. Like, it'd yeah. be fun. It'd be great. Like, come do it. I don't know, Lane. So, did you feel the same, that same sentiment? I was just kind of, it was a, we knew it was going to be a smaller 35. There was only like 15 folks in there this year. Right. Because Team Real and us weren't in there. You don't realize, again, that's like 15 people right there between us and them. Um, not saying I wasn't excited. It was, but this definitely. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, to, Todd, Todd called me and we kind of talked through it and we just said, it'll be, I mean, part of Lodija is the fun day with your teammates and it wasn't going to be the same day that it has been in the past. So switching to the three fours, it just made it a day regardless of, you know, win or lose, you get to spend it a day with your good buddies. Right. Yeah. 
You know, one thing that, uh, and I trust me, I've spent a lot of time reading the race recaps of everyone in your group, their little notes and stuff. But one thing that always happens, I've been on six different group threads of Lodija, what's going to happen? Text threads. Well, when we get to strawberry and somebody attacks, what are we going to do? Okay, so <laughs> your group, uh, this little text group, when did you start strategizing <laughs> like what was going i'm not saying like what was going to happen but there is one thing if you read what happened this group you men controlled the group from the beginning when and how did you guys kind of strategy what you wanted the day to look like that, Jack, that Jack, day we switched yeah i was just looking back at our text and we started to to text each other right at that moment. Yeah, I think once Todd and Jason said like, yeah, we're in it, we're moving, we all had the goal from like that moment to do sub nine. Sub nine. Like it was like, we have the the yeah. the engines and the strength and the six of us with Zach included uh, to get a sub nine. Let's like do it together. Let's Let's all do this, so. Because I mean that's what that's what happened. I mean, two years ago, again, there was no secret sauce. It was we just you know we had eight, ten of us that all wanted to ride hard and no games, and it was kind of from the start is like if we can just set that pace up front, you know. And we weren't, I don't know, I don't think we were going too fast, right? There was maybe and we could have even got a little faster. It was comfortable. Mm -hmm. but i do have to say you know here's our here's our Todd was comfortable at lodija todd was comfortable <laughs> riding in the first 70 the first 70 miles right we weren't burning up um here's our thread lodija three four and i don't know who it was but they changed the icon to a broom right we were talking how cool would that be how cool would that be if we could all get on the podium i thought that last year was laying right we had enough of us there was eight of us is like how cool would that be if we could all podium right so there were some I would say there were some wild things thrown out there, but nothing <laughs> to uh, nothing that I necessarily rolled my eyes at. You know, it was there was some lofty goals, but it was uh, it was realistic. But I think overarchingly, we all knew that we wanted to set a mm -hmm. fast pace early, and we all had the goal of sub nine from mm -hmm. the get go. Okay, great. Uh, I want you to each respond. You can do it, do it quick. How did you each feel? When you arrive race day, were, was anybody like not confident? Was anybody, you can be vulnerable here or were you all just like, I'm primed, I'm peaking, I'm, I'm going to hang on. I mean, what was your mindset when you guys arrived Saturday morning? I was, uh, I, we always go to St. George the week before and it, I felt like I may have tapered too hard. I mean, it didn't really affect, you know. We're in St. George. The weather was crappy. I didn't get my usual rides in down there, which didn't matter. No, probably not. But psychologically, I thought maybe um, a little bit. But I was a little more. We all know that lady's voice at the start line. It's the same lady every year, right? You hear that voice and just brings back all these. I was I was probably a little more relaxed this year than years past. But okay, Jack, how about you? Yeah, I, um, I, so I, I had a cold the week before I just did terrible luck and, and it felt like it was the worst Friday. And I just remember telling my wife, like, I thought I had kind of two races in front of me, the race where I was a disaster and like totally sick despite, you know, nine months of training or whatever. Um, and you know, fell off at strawberry and then just, you know, tried to find friends all day. Um, or maybe I'd feel fine and, you know, it's a good day and, and, uh, so night before I was very concerned, um, you know, slammed a bunch of melatonin to try and sleep earlier and then sleep it off. And, uh, and then morning of, I felt great. So I, you know, I got super fortunate there. Um, yeah. The day before was a stressful day for me though. Yeah. How about you, Justin? How are you feeling race morning? Yeah. So, you know, I, I was, I had the butterflies galore. Like this is my first loaded job. I was as, Dude, nervous is all I could get out, but I, I was feeling pretty, pretty good. So I get made fun of on the team a lot of time for the music choices I listen to, like Taylor Swift and country. But like that morning, 
I put my headphones on, turned them up as loud as I could. And I listened to Eminem sing for the moment until I collapsed. <laughs> like I was so ready to bomb. And so I had all the butterflies, but was like just amped as could be. Down to a couple scoops of bucked up. I decided to do two scoops instead of one. And I was wired to go. So. <laughs> I love that. Okay, Ryan, how about you? I was nervous. Um, yeah. Just purely from a standpoint of, these four plus Zach are so strong. I just hope I can do whatever I can to, to hang on. Um, so that was my mentality that day. I, I knew what to expect. I knew what the race was going to bring. I knew these guys were going to hammer. Short answer. I was very nervous. Cool. Jason. I, uh, I was actually really relaxed and calm. I felt like our strategy was good. Um, I'd done the race a few times before I was confident in the strength of our, our guys up front and, I kind of, you could kind of foresee the way the race was going to unfold, even Spangler going off the front because you just can't control him. He just like gets bored if he rides too slow after a while. Like, just got to go. Um, I think we all kind of just predicted how it was going to go and it unfolded pretty, pretty close to how I thought. I mean, I, I had hoped that I wasn't going to drop my chain right at the start of the salt KOM and have to chase back on, but you never know what you're going to get. Oh my gosh. What luck. All right, very good. All right, let's talk about race day. Um, so if you, if you don't know, I'll probably include it in the introduction, but uh, this group, the Cat 3-4, had the uh, fastest times of the entire day. So their, their times even beat the pros. And um, what, maybe the top nine? Did you guys have the top nine fastest times of the day? Is that about... I actually think we went up to 14. 14, I think. 13 or 14, yeah. yeah. Our group. There was 13 of us across the line. Yeah. And Stu, can I say as well, I think the data, I think I have the data right. So somebody can fact check me. But um, if you go back to as long as the course has been the course it is, I think Lang is the 19th fastest person ever on the course. I Mm. I could be missing someone, but I think he's the 19th fastest ever, which make Todd the 20th. And me the twenty fourth, and you can kind of just stack yeah. past that. But, <laughs> so uh, crazy, worth noting. Very I, went, I went back, yeah, and I didn't see a time. I did go back to. I don't think there was ever a year where the we'll call it a lesser, we'll, we'll call it a scrappier group beat the one two threes either. Yeah, so that, was, that was kind of fun. Did you, we left a lot in, out there. Yeah, Todd, did you guys not in twenty one? I was. I thought you had. No, we were eight minutes off they were gotcha. we were 52 they were 45 we were seven minutes off so gotcha Close, okay. It was- okay let's let's break the race up into three sections so uh first 60 65 miles let's talk about that so uh you guys to montpelier does somebody want to give a brief synopsis of uh what happened yeah i'm happy to take it, Do it. So let's go let's hear it we started out pretty strong nothing crazy not trying to drop everyone, but I, I, we were all in the front and uh, setting a pretty good pace for the first little while. Uh, we did that all the way up to the top of Strawberry. Uh, there was a couple of other people that started pulling when it started climbing. Um, but we did notice that whenever one of us wasn't in the front, in that first third, the pace slowed down. So we... Mm-hmm were cognizant of that and went to the front usually pretty shortly after that, uh, right. but nothing trying to drop tons of people. I would say we took the strawberry, not super crazy hard. Like we probably rolled over strawberry with 40 to 50 of the 60 riders. Mm-hmm. Um, so majority of the field still left probably at a, at least for me, I think it was like 3.8 Watts per kilo. Like, Pretty good pace, but not like all out effort. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were nine minutes behind the pro on that first third of the race. So mm-hmm. uh, so at that point, we were about nine minutes back. So that means for us to leapfrog them nine by the end, we made up 18 on the back, two thirds. Mm-hmm. But and we strong stopped. pace, but not crazy. And we all stopped in Mink Creek and it was like, who wants to stop? And everyone's like, well, you guys tell us when. And we kind of. From right there, I was like, all right, people are kind of looking at <laughs> yeah. us to call the shots. We're like, all right, we're going to stop. And instantaneous 50 of us stop, you know, the Mink Creek, you know, whiz spot right before that drop. And in, 
into it. So I think it was pretty quick. People were just, we'll just let these guys up front go or pull, you know, and keep the pace. And I said, maybe, maybe six others that would probably those other six that finished with us. I remember seeing glimpses of steed and, um, noodle and all them. Right. So it was pretty quick. That pack was set and then everyone else just off the back. Um, mm -hmm. to what uh, they and that was the plan, honestly, all along. We, we talked about it at the start, like, Hey, let's not dink around at the start. Let's keep a consistent pace. When we hit strawberry, let's ride, you know, high, high tempo threshold ish, not try and kill ourselves. Like we'll drop people. I didn't think that many people would come over with us. Like mm -hmm. we rode a pretty solid pace into a headwind. Um, so our time wasn't blazing fast, but we were into a headwind and it, it was just a pretty strong group to start. I mean, I think we fatigued a lot of people, which is why they fell off later, even though they kind of made it that deep into the race. But um, that was always the plan, like steady, steady threshold up the climbs and then keep steady after. There was I do it. Well, I was just going to say, we've had a similar pace to that in previous years, and it has dropped. I mean, the most I've ever come over the top with is like 15. And so the fact that we still had 40 to 45 with us with the pace that we had set was very indicative of how strong the group was. Because Lang and I, yeah. two years, a year prior, right? I usually mm -hmm. have strawberry, salt, I'm redlining. Like, that's where I have to go all out to keep up. Um, and I will, you know, because I know what's ahead if I don't. I think last year, Lang, how many came over with us? Of the we had thirty, I think we had maybe ten, right? Fifteen, yeah, at twelve, mm -hmm. right? We, it was, and that was part of it. We looked at before. I don't think we went as deep as some teams strategizing, you know, stocking whatnot. We had a pretty in depth look of who was with us. It was a it, there was some fast. I think that was it, you know, just simply a, a fast group that everyone's done it before, experienced and. A lot of strong riders getting to that. And point. to put it in perspective too, we remember we the the masters forty five A group started a couple ahead of us. Um, so I don't know what that is, eight minutes ahead of us or whatever. We caught them about halfway up Strawberry, and mm -hmm. we blew by them. I mean, there was that was like Montmeny and Broderick and Dan Tanell and all those guys, and we caught them that quick. And it mm -hmm. wasn't like we slowly caught them going up Strawberry. We blew by them. So we weren't, we weren't sandbagging at all. We were going. It was fast. And I, cause I was, I think I was only a minute or I was just sub seconds off of my time last year. So it was almost a PR up there. Just, it was fast. And that was a tough time. That was tough last year too. So it, it was, it was fast, but we were also deliberate before about, you know, where we wanted to, to, you know, redline, you know, and push a little bit harder. And, and I, I remember it, it was me and Ryan, it might've been you or it might've been Todd, but I, I remember spending maybe 10 minutes telling Justin to chill out up, up strawberry. You know, he, <laughs> he'd, he'd go from 3.8 to five Watts and I'd, I'd, I'd just do chill. We've got oh, a long ways to go. I come back. It was, it was a good portion of the climb, like yelling at you to come back to it. So I'll give a little teaser. I'll, I'll speak more about that later. So, but we can, we can keep going. Nice. So then, um, uh, so you guys roll into Montpelier, everything goes smooth there, like nothing weird. Yeah. You guys had a good plan. No one got. Mm -hmm. Yeah, rolling into Montpelier was fine. Everyone regrouped. Fast-paced Montpelier, too. I think everyone was, had a good group pulling. Kind of everyone was joining in on the fun, I guess, there at that point, 10, 15 back. Um, quick exchange, and then we're always quick at the feed zone, so we're usually the first ones out anyway. And it was kind of a slow regroup. And then again, all right, who needs to take a quick break? So we did that, you know, quick pee break right outside Montpelier. Again, everyone saw us doing it. So we kind of, kind of a, a mutual oh. stop, right? It was at that point where it was like, look, if we can stop this entire group, no one was attacking. No one was going to try to attack, you know, at the feed zones or at a, at a pee stop. It was like, this is a solid group, you know, right then and there, you know, we knew right there we had had a bunch of guys that wanted to work. If there's, if there's anything I've seen, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, um, there there's usually some dissension out on Strava, which is silly sometimes, about uh, how the race unfolds if you're not if if you are not part of the successful uh, portion of that. <laughs> uh, I'm not trying to call people complainers, but what I am saying is that 
no one that I have heard, and I get a lot of direct messages that no one sees about the team. No one that I've heard that was in your group has a bad word to say about this way, the way this day unfolded. And I guess by what I'm saying is you guys led an incredible race and like set uh, like people were just blown away at how fun the day was, how hard the day was and how respectful the group rode together. Mm-hmm. Like it's cool to hear all the comments come in. Like, so as I'm posting things to Instagram and Facebook and whatever, the guys that you rode with, as they respond to me saying like, so fun to ride with this group of dudes. Um, did you guys feel that? during the race or or was it were you just like oh this is business as usual here we are at lodija no I, I mean even before like again if you can get if you can coordinate 60 guys to stop and there's no one chipping to attack or uh, again we did that twice you know everyone ever you know everyone can appreciate a good peace stop but that being said it was <laughs> it felt pretty quick like okay this is whoever's left at that point which was still 30 40 folks like everyone was already felt like pretty good, pretty good friends in my opinion. Cool. All right. So, and we, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Who's going to say something? Well, I was just going to say, we had the team real guys in there. And so there was kind of good rapport from the beginning. I had some friends that I knew. I feel like all of us knew a few guys. So we were all like very much aware of the plan, sticking to the plan, but also chatting with those that we knew. So it was a friendly basis from the very get go. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And I would say a lot of the guys like that I didn't know, like Seth, steed and joe and them like super good dudes like as you ride in nine hours with each other you like become friends and share a little bit of your life story and like i would love to ride with a lot of those dudes again and totally would Mm -hmm. so noodle and stuff like that so it was fun yeah okay who's got play-by-play we need montpelier to afton that that section someone else take Uh, it i do want to add yeah Right outside of right outside of Montpelier, my legs started cramping up. Oh, yeah. what? It was. I've yeah, never so, I've never cramped up before in my life. Like so Todd like and that. I, Todd and I coming out of Montpelier, and I'll I'll just take this part yeah. as like a brief um you know summary, and then people can expand on it. Todd and I looked at each other. I remember I turned to him, and he goes, "Man, I'm my legs are already seizing up right after Montpelier." And I was like, "Me too." Like insides, of my legs are already gone. Uh, and both of us had never experienced that. That just kind of goes to show that we had kept a consistently tough pace from there. And I was dropping back in the line at that moment. And I had just had that conversation with Todd and then dropping back. I see Spangler and I go, Hey man, how you feeling? He goes, I'm freaking bored. I feel like I haven't ridden my bike all day. And I'm like, (laughs) Oh, great. Like, this is how the next, you know, 30 miles is going to go. So that was right before we hit Geneva and we start going up Geneva and I'm in the pace line, and then I see Spangler come right up past me and goes, man, I'm, I'm going to hit this. And I'm no, like, please don't. Please don't. I, I literally I literally was like, please don't. Nobody's going to go hard on Geneva. Uh, and sure enough, he goes off the front, which was a testament to his strength. So, you know, nothing against him for that. Uh, most of us didn't follow him except for one of the riders that we also knew, uh, Michael, was with him. And so we kind of let them drift away a little bit, uh, stayed together with a pretty steady pace up Geneva. I know we set the fastest time up Geneva that day. Um, and then mostly regrouped on the backside as you pass the post office in that little left-hand turn that you take. That's right. Um, we, caught, we caught you guys on the descent, right? Is that what happened? Yep. Right. Yeah. So I had gotten to the top and uh, I think close to the bottom of the descent is when we were all just, just but I was end. solo for a little bit at that time. I, I think Michael had dropped back after a little bit. Michael so came so back and asked me what you were doing. And I said, yeah. I, I said, honestly, he's just bored. Let him go. <laughs> <laughs> but I think uh, I'm like 12th all time now on that like second. Yeah. <laughs> Justin yeah, got, got on it. top of Geneva. He turned around, came back down. Came back. Yeah. And he might as well up. have. Yeah. So, but they all I got a comment on that too. Like I was the one up front at Geneva. And pulling, I was just trying to set a threshold pace and Spangler came up to me on the front and he said, I'm going to go. And I said, don't go. It's too early. And he went and I just stayed steady and nobody came around me. Oh, he man. just slowly rode away and everybody was like, 
well, none of his teammates are going, so see you, bro. Yeah. I think you and I, you and I were kind of up. I think it was you and I up there with one or two other, you know, for me, it was just trying to keep my legs moving and then it kind of the paint, you know, it went away, but it was, it was nerve wracking. So anyway, so we get over Geneva. You what? What happened on salt? We got, yeah. So, so then we, we turn that corner we start going up that steady incline as you get up to salt and a little bit more background before the race, we had all agreed to have a somewhat of a gentleman's agreement that if any of us had any issues until mile 100, we would all stay together like a flat tire, you know, any of us had any issues. So, because I think salt starts at like 101, ends at 103. So right before salt, we knew we were, that was kind of where it, that gentleman's agreement ended and we were all kind of on our own. And so gearing up for that climb, I remember I was like kind of grabbing salt pills from guys, you know, like I think Jack uh, Spangler, one of you guys shared them with me. And then we hit salt and very predict, it was very predictable that this was going to happen. But Spangler went off the front again because he was bored and set a pace that I hadn't seen up salt before. And I want to say five to six to seven guys went with him who, if I remember correctly, were all a bunch of really, you know, smaller guys that had uh, more talent on the climbs and were just like just these dudes that could just hammer up these climbs. And in the chase group was the rest of us. I think there were about 20 at the beginning with a few people dropping off as it went. And uh, I, I know Todd and Jack were there together and I was just behind them. And riding next to me was um, was Lang, as he mentioned, his chain dropped. And I was very confused because I, I wasn't, and he can share more about this. I just, he was there one second, then the next he was gone. Same with Zach. I know his stomach was giving him issues at that point. He went solo from then on. Um, but from my perspective, we were just, I was just doing everything I could to keep up with Jack and Todd. And my favorite part of the day, as I mentioned on Strava, was uh, Todd, as we were about to crest, started doing um some excellent inspirational speech to himself <laughs> which i think jack and i benefited from uh i've never heard someone yeah. it wasn't growling but it was just like like just amp it up like let's go like come on you know come on, like, drop. Come on. and i and i was probably <laughs> like too. five to ten feet behind him and i heard that and i was like i i've never gone to a deeper darker place because i was like i can't lose todd like he's inspired me so it was great um and then we yeah somebody else can take it from there so so we, we got to the top. That was, we were about a minute, but you could see him. I don't know what were you, maybe a quarter mile up. Not terrible. It wasn't a, a huge gap manageable where we thought we could catch him on the bottom. So we get over the top. I think all of us made it over at the same time. Right. And then it was just kind of game on. And they were always so close. What 30 seconds or so the whole mm -hmm. way into Afton. Right. And it's like, well, well, honestly, at that point, I, I kind of thought I was like, well, this is our group to the finish. I didn't, I don't, I wasn't sure if we were going to catch them. I kind of lost it. Um, lost hope at that point. Um, but then there was always that, okay, what are we doing Afton? Right. Cause it's not Thane anymore. Usually you stop in Thane, skip Alpine. We're like, okay, well, we're going to skip Afton. Let's just see what happens. Right. We were prepared to skip it. If we needed to grab three bottles in Montpelier. Um, we all made it through. Well, thought we did i know there was i know jack had a little incident you know went over the you know tipped over jack? what happened yeah jack but the, but coming out it was only lang and i like we look over and it's just lang and i and we can see them cresting the corner they turn in front of us we're like we're right there so lang and i see them that close so it was just game on from there and we thought okay these guys are behind us we'll catch lang and i took off and again, so close getting through Afton. One of their guys in your group, Spangle, you guys almost got hit by a car, right? Yeah. And so one of that, your guys that, got one of your guys, guys got taken it. out. It's drama, yeah. So uh, you know, we're with the motorcade at this time. There's six or seven of us. Mm -hmm. And uh this van pulls in front, cuts off the the motorcade, making a right hand turn. We're on the shoulder, cuts us off like and one dude, Sebastian was his name, and he was strong. He was pulling for a bunch, mm -hmm. like, like started falling because it like cut him off, slammed on his brakes, wheels see, uh, seized. He fell on this guy wearing a white jersey. I, I can't remember his name. Uh, the white guy stayed up, but then he ended up sliding, and I think he like hit the car, like mm -hmm. 
ran into the back of him. And uh, we all went around. Luckily, I was on the outside, so I could easily get around. Yep. But it was like, it like gave everyone, it shocked everyone a little bit. The motorcade mm -hmm. said that we had 56 seconds. And then like right after that, and we all slowed down. I think the chase group was only like 30 seconds behind. We got, we got to about 20 something. Yeah. So let, just laying and I do, I mean, it was, that was probably the hardest effort of the day. That's where we picked up a lot. <laughs> we were chasing you. You knew we were chasing. I was going four or 500 watts, probably burned a little bit more than I should. But then you, then that other group behind us showed up, which was we we that whole time you were doing really like it. ten seconds behind you. We could see you, and it was like these guys are going, and it was me and Jack and like five other five six mm -hmm. other guys. Mm -hmm. So, so but that Sebastian dude, yeah. sadly had to, you know, he ended his race. Yeah, he DNF. Yeah, we passed him. He he was getting up right when we passed him. It kind of rattled us, and and then I think what. It took us until Thane to, it took us 30, 30 miles to catch you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was right at Etna. We, we called oh. it at Etna. Even after we regrouped. I can't believe you guys chased that long. Yeah, it was so close. It was one of those, we could see him. It was, it was right there. There was never a time where we couldn't see him. Why didn't you just text Spangler? Just be like, what are you doing? <laughs> we, were hoping he would, we were hoping he would well, sit up. It was, so I was, I was in the front group, Stu. So. I know. <laughs> for for I looked over at the motorcade and I said, "Were there any dudes wearing jerseys like me?" <laughs> and he said, "There's a couple." And yeah. so whenever I got to the front, and I think all the guys kind of knew this, but like I put in a good effort, but not a best effort. Like I I would hold three twenty, yeah. but I wouldn't pull for three, four, five minutes at four hundred. Yeah. Right. So when I knew I had friends in the back. Seth Steed asked me later with everyone regrouped. He's like, "Were you waiting for your friends?" And I was like, "Oh, no." Yeah. Like, <laughs> but but that would honestly, I think that I was got, I got reinforcements it. in the back. Like, you know, <laughs> that, that that gained we gained a lot of time in that effort. That was we were we were averaging thirty miles an hour. Yeah. It was a, it was kind of a cross kind of a cross backwind. You know, nothing too wild. It helped, but but then we did finally catch kind of that sigh of relief okay we're back in it right then we we get to alpine you come around that bend michael hit a pothole flatted oh what yeah terrible yeah. that was he and the, this this was he was like one of our you know by now by now it was like 15 of us again all the guys pretty much pretty much everyone that finished with us was there i don't think we lost anyone else um Okay, let's hear what happens yep. uh, up snake to the finish line. Yeah, so quick. Jack or J Jack or or Lang's got to give that synopsis because I yeah. feel like I don't let's know. hear it. let's hear it, Jason. Yeah, please go. Well, I mean, I back up, and, uh, backing up just a little bit. We did let up a ton once we caught that group. Yes. We mm. were all like, "Okay, this is the group." So let's chill out for a second. And in reality, we probably should have just kept the pace up. And we probably could have done something really special with the time because we were like sub 8.30 pace at, at that moment. And we all knew it. And we just decided like, this is the group. So, oh, well, our goal was 8.45, not knowing like how much more special sub 8.30 was. So anyways, we. Does, we anybody, up, we, know the, does anybody know the literary phrase foreshadowing? Foreshadowing right there. Yeah, yeah. Well, no. So I'll real, leave, real I'll quick, just leave it. I'll leave it at that. Before we get to Alpine, <laughs> coming around that bend, we were all just kind of rolling in. You know, it was right before you take the right turn to the stop. I had my times from the previous year, yeah. and I, you know, it's like okay, mile one eighty. We were at six hours, whatever. I can't remember the exact numbers, but I told everyone I was like, if you guys want to get sub nine, we can do it, right? And I kind of yelled it to a few people, kind of, and so, and a lot of oh yeah, let's do it, let's go. You know, it was everyone still had that fire and then we did we stop in alpine we did yeah, briefly briefly, briefly. Yeah. we did stop in alpine that was a feed zone okay lane we can continue on sorry that was my fault my that's okay um so we stopped real quick in alpine holly actually missed me in alpine i didn't have <laughs> any support so i knew she, that. i was getting texts she had called Stu. she was actually just sitting in the parking lot there with her frazzle 
<laughs> yeah, she thought that the pros were going to come in before us and she didn't see anybody. Mm-hmm. And so she just assumed this group coming in was the pros and we were next. Our trackers were off. And oh. so I stopped, didn't get anything. Luckily, Spangler had a small bottle that um, he loaned me um, to get me through. But so we stop real quick. We start heading down Snake and it's just a good group. Everybody's still working. Nobody's, you know, really hammering to try and get away. Spangler plays some games every once in a while when he gets bored and really pushes the pace for a second. And, um, we, I mean, we all kind of stayed together and rolled really well all the way down snake until, um, maybe Welch, you want to take over right after we, Mm -hmm. we get to the bottom of snake. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so we we're coming out of snake around that roundabout at Hoback and, um, super grateful that that construction's done because now the road's very, very smooth. Um, and there's that little kicker that we used to forego when the road was under construction, um, that, that kicks up a little bit. And, uh, there had been an individual in our group that was very loose cannon all day. Um, he was a new rider and I won't speak too much about him because I don't want to speak poorly, but he was just a new rider. So he was still learning how to ride in a group, but was like insanely strong. And so clearly he was in our, our, the front group and was strong enough to stay with us, but, um, was a little bit squirrely. So at one point during that kicker, um, he was in front of me and he, he crossed the back wheel of the guy in front of him and lost control of his front wheel, which jetted him basically sideways, uh, like perpendicular to what, what, to what we were all doing in a two wide. And I was on the outside and he just laid across right in front of me, basically like a speed bump. And I rolled over his back and, uh, just went down on my left hand side, um, and hit pretty hard. I don't, I, I, I didn't get a concussion or anything, but I don't remember like a ton of the details because it was all just the adrenaline was rushing. But I know I, I hit pretty hard on my hip because it's still purple. Um, and then uh, crunched my helmet a little bit. You uh, thankfully, my bike on your was feet. mostly okay. You did a yeah. backflip onto your feet. I, I saw that right to the left of me. It was hard, but then you popped back up. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, yeah. So like I said, that little kicker right after Hoback. So I think it was mile like 181. Um, but when I got up, my bike's, um, chain was stuck in my front derailleur pretty good, like more than I had, you know, dealt with in the past. So it took me about a a minute or two to get it unstuck. And the, the, we had a car and like two motos that were right there that were like all trying to help me anyway. So I could tell that the group ahead of me was, had kind of slowed down, but the guy would crash. As soon as as that happened, we yelled, we said, Hey, guys went down. Let's like slow down. And everyone did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the guy that had, that I had rolled over, uh, who caused the crash, um, hopped back up pretty quickly. I assumed he was just fine, and he, I know he caught you guys, and you can speak more to that later, but um, he actually broke his clavicle in that moment and finished the race with a broken clavicle. So he definitely got it worse than me, uh, but did catch them because they had been slow rolling. And when he caught them, I have heard from a few of you guys that the marshal had said, oh, the other guy's out. Right. Like, yeah. so their assumption was both, that my day was done. Both guys. Um, he said, both guys are out. He told me, he said, both of those guys back there are out. Their race is done. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So then we started rolling again. And then, you know, you have that big drop. And then that next kicker, it was right before that. We look back and we, you, you guys were both in the same helmet. And they were in red jerseys. You're both, both red, red, yeah, red jerseys. So we're like, he's coming. This is Welch. He's on his way. So we kind of slowed. No one attacked up that kicker, which that's kind of the last hill. There are some attacks always on that hill. And no one did. And that's where he about caught us. We're like, oh, crap. Where's where's Wells? Yeah. Well, well, well so so I could see you guys. I was probably three-fourths of a mile behind you. Um, and I was putting down some major watts to try to catch. But sure enough, it was it was a fool's errand just because you guys were you guys started going again. And um, I came in, I think five or six minutes behind you ultimately, but I'll let somebody else take it from here. Cause that was, that was my day. So Jack, you take it. Ooh. Well, fill in where I'm missing anything. It's a blur. Um, but, but no, I mean, I, I just, I remember Justin saying like, Oh, it's the other guy. It's not Ryan. Right. Like let's, let's burn him. Right. I was pretty mad. Like at that moment, like mm-hmm. when he took Welch down, I like I went back to where this guy was and I said some things in anger <laughs> that I probably shouldn't have. And uh 
like uh yeah we'll keep that one a secret but i said some choice words and then went back up with the group and looked at the guys and said let's burn them let's burn and so that's what so so justin justin definitely started turning up the uh the heat and um i actually felt pretty good at that point i think a lot of us were in relatively good shape um especially having slow rolled rolled a bit and um i kind of I, I took it upon myself to cover some of those. And Joe Carden, um, you know, one of the other guys in, in our group was, was great at kind of helping with that. And, and uh, I think Justin, Justin, I, I think he is, I think he thought different people were behind him. So like I'd be behind him or, or Todd or Jason would be behind him and he wouldn't recognize it was one of us. Right. And so we'd like do an attack. Right. And we'd have to cover on Justin and then, then he'd do it on somebody else. It's like it attack after attack after attack for the last. Jack year. gets the award for bridging more than yeah. anyone else. Cause I essentially in the last like 15, 20 miles, I'm seeing who has legs left. Mm-hmm. over the bridge, over the, the bridge, the year. path. It was fast like, through the condos, you know, all those kind of back roads. Yeah. And then I think Joe was behind me at one time and uh, I looked back and I was like, I, I threw my elbow out for him to come and he didn't come. And I turned back and I said, there's two reasons I'm up here. I'm either pulling a friend or I'm trying to hurt somebody, <laughs> you know, which one are you going to do? And uh, so I threw my elbow after saying that again, and he didn't come again. So I was like, fine, stood up and, put down a good that's because he was back there he was back there weeping he was crying (laughs) i was actually next to joe when that was going on and i looked at him and i said i'm not going (laughs) i'm not going either pull a friend or to hurt you pick which one it is like you know that's the reason i'm in front is i've either tried to lead out one of my friends Mm -hmm. okay or so so none of you won big big spoiler alert Talk about the final. What what happened? What I guess not what went went wrong. Like how did it just play out? Because so, I know I know Lang it says final kilometer. Uh, some they it was it was at the cone. So like you know we all shuffled down in the cones. I told someone I was like, hey, I got to come in. I'm I about hit one of the cones coming, and we're going so fast, and then it funnels down. It was like at that sign, he took off. Wow! Like I looked over and to like, the right, full, like full gas. He just oh yeah. Up. Dude. And I, and at that point, I was like, "Look, I'm happy with my time. Uh, I had nothing left in me. Like usually, usually you get it? to that, you get to that two kilometers, you're excited. This I was like, I just wanted to be done. Like it was. And we'd lost, we'd lost Justin to a flat. Yeah. We lost Spangler. That I'm was out maybe, of the bike path. Uh, yep. You know, right after the dirt section, uh, making right hand turn. I was on the outside. Some guy in a pink jersey looks at me. He's like this would be the worst place to get a flat. I'm not kidding you. Within a second of that, I hit a pothole super hard. Todd and Lang, I, I hit the right same one. I was like, and then I yelled out, please seal, please seal, please seal. And, and Lang's like, no way that's sealing. <laughs> and the air went straight out of my tire. I started my timer on my Apple watch right then to see what the last time would be. Through a CO2 cartridge in my tire, it came directly out because I sliced the sidewall and had to wait on the side of the road for 10 minutes for the oh. wheel support vehicle. So I was just That's why you there. just don't ride tubes. What are you still riding tubes for? No, I was tubeless. I'm tubeless. It yeah. didn't seal. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so what happened? So, so, what happened? so he, he took uh. off. Lang chased him. Who was in that? It was uh, uh, Soup, a guy from Logan. He's a... I, I, a good neighbor of mine told me, say, hey, Soup Destler, watch out. Like, great guy. Turns out he was he was really fun to ride with. It was Soup, Steed, Lane, Noodle. Noodle, right? And then Mike Price, another solid guy, grew up with him um, and me. And then uh, was there anyone behind us? Maybe one or two. So there's about eight of us coming into the finish. There, there were 11 of us coming into 11. the finish. Okay, it 11. was the guy who crashed wow. out Ryan mm-hmm. and then yes. Lang and then me at, at the kilometer when Seth went. So they were, the four of you guys, I looked, I mean, there was, oh, 12th of a mile, I don't know, two, 200 yards already in that gap. Mm. And, I, and I was looking, I'm like, is there five guys or four guys there? And there was one guy in front of me. So I kind of gave it one more gas. Thinking, okay, maybe there's a fifth spot still. Turns out Lang was that fifth spot. Um, but it was, you guys were up there a ways. There was no way we were going to catch. Dude, I'll be honest. 
I thought I had that race in the bag. I I was sitting second wheel mm-hmm. coming in, feeling like I had pretty good legs. Um and then Steed attacks on the inside with a kilometer to go out of nowhere. And he kudos to him. He stuck it, but he got around. By the time I came around that dude right in front of me, he had a big gap and I was pushing and I wasn't closing fast enough. And I looked around and there was nobody around me. And I thought, well, at least I have second place locked up. So Mm. I sat back down in my seat and then I start to see other people come, tried to get back up. But with 20 meters to go, they caught me. Yeah. I mean, Great. I should have never sat back down. It was just so dumb. Shoot. But and- kudos to Seth. He he launched and he freaking stuck it. It's so hard to keep Watts that long at yeah. the end of 200 miles. Money. Uh, like as it, as it unfolded and you guys are all finished, obviously an incredible day. Um, is there anybody that didn't feel like... <laughs> accomplished i mean there's no way you guys felt that way but i mean what are you guys all pretty positive about how this day turned out oh it was great we were all hanging out at the end you know we all had 12 new well we'll say nine new friends right (laughs) (laughs) Um, one new enemy for me but hey (laughs) yeah and like brandon nielsen noodle that's noodle you've you've read about him you know about him he's that guy you always hear about at loaded gems like we finally got to meet him and ride with him you know kind of as a great story you know why he was writing you know his mom passed away a few months ago and you know he's kind of doing that for her you know you kind of learn you learn these things about you know guys that you you know you just met you know and um hung out with everyone i think that's i think that's as fun as the race is hanging out after right you know meeting everyone's you know support whoever that is um you know, that's, I, I look forward to that, uh, honestly, almost as much as the race itself. So, so I mean, were you guys all, oh, go ahead, Ryan. Well, I was just going to say, thinking about the race as a, as a whole, I would say it was probably my, my favorite year so far, uh, mm-hmm. solely for the fact that we came in with a singular goal and we accomplished it. And when you look at, you know, how much each one of us contributed to that goal, you can't say any of us had any more of a part to play than anyone else. And, and so I think we all can feel very good about the fact that we had that sub nine goal and we all had had a major part to play in achieving it. I think the only thing for me that I keep coming back to, obviously, because I wasn't able to be there at the very end, is control the controllables. And then anything else that happens is just a result of the day. Right. right. And so, you know, you'll never be able to control when someone goes down in front of you and you can't get away or you'll never control when you hit a pothole. And those are just the things that you have to let roll off. And just be satisfied with the wins that you do have, which, you know, for each one of us, we can say that we've achieved something that less than 30 people in the whole history of Lodija have done if we truly are top 25. And so I have nothing to say but positive about this year. And I think each one of us controlled what we could control, which was essentially the entire day. So and to, to his point, it's like, oh, OK, we could have gone, you know, we shouldn't have waited so long. There was two minutes we could have made up. There was, you know, these. Well, you think about how everything has to go right, though, to that day, you can't start splitting hairs thinking, oh, we could have shaved five minutes here, 10 minutes here. Well, we could have had a headwind and blown up everything, right? So I think it's hard. Todd and I talked about this a little bit too. Like five or 10 minutes at Lodija is so much time. I mean, like we, Sean Montmany had a great year this year. I think it was like nine Oh five or something like that. Super fast time. We blew past those guys at strawberry (laughs) and we, we still didn't beat him by that much. You know, like it takes so much effort that the effort between, you know, a nine time and an eight 45 time and eight 45 to an eight 30. It's a lot. Like there's a lot of energy. Mm Mm-hmm. Jack, did you feel accomplished? Were you happy with how it turned out? Uh-oh. You know, you always like look back on it and wonder like what could you have done a little bit differently? Um, and I my sprint is it hurts me to think about. Like I came in third wheel behind Lang, and I thought there's no better place in the world because this dude could out sprint me. So I just need to hold on to his wheel. And when Seth went past him, I I stood to catch Seth 
and I just cramped. Like I've never, I, I don't cramp. I cramped like I'd never cramped before. I see like literally seized up and, uh, and I like limped, I went from third to 10th in that group, you know, and, and just limped through. And, um, and I was the happiest coming through that, the, the, the finish line that I'd ever been on a bike. It was the funnest day I've ever had. It was, mm-hmm. it was so much fun working with everybody all day. And so I like, I reflect on that and it's kind of weird to explain the day to people. Cause like I, when, when you pull away teams and you pull away everything and, and you just say like, what was your place? Right. Like oh, I was 10th place. And, um, the immediate reaction is like, Oh, bummer, you know, like next year, maybe you got another show. <laughs> but to me, I'm like, it was amazing. I had a yeah. great time with all you guys. Um, I kind of experienced everything on the bike, you know, from, you know, um, just working hard all day, meeting, you know, meeting new people, cramping at the end, crashing halfway through, like bridging, attacking. It's like everything you could hope for in a day. Um, and in some ways I'm like glad that we didn't get to the, you know, get even better times because it's a better goal for next year. You know, it's a reason for all of us to come back and it's a reason to, you know, um, bug Jason about it when Jason tries to go up to the one, two, threes or, you know, or, cat up or whatever you know it's a it's a reason to go for something again i mean it doesn't have to be you don't have to have a 945 time because no one else wants to work is i think what we've made a statement on right yeah yeah well it was really fun i mean to watch it was incredible to watch really fun to hear about how you guys planned and prepared and then obviously uh watching the day unfold and listening to everybody love the experience they had um i think that 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 says something you know like to watch all those people who were with you talk about like funnest day best race coolest lotage like to work that hard and that you guys set the standard uh to follow was really fun like just a cool experience that you guys got to have together so big kudos any final thoughts before we wrap up final thoughts Party next year. Oh boy, here it comes. I think I, I think gotta go. go <laughs> I think we, you know, we all could do it. You know, hey, like we people said, people that we oh, rode with, they could do it. You know, there's so many strong people. Let's go a for it. A lot Let's has to go right, free. right? Listen, uh, remember what remember what Weld said. A lot has to go right, and if we go for it next year, I'm telling you, we're still going to have a good time. We could all sign up for the 35 plus cycle sport. There'd be 60 of us going for an eight 30. Hey man, I'm 30. So I can't do 30. Oh, sorry. Right. Ryan's in the juniors. Yeah. But I'm excited to do it again. You know, it was such a fun day. Like I've told much of the bunch of the guys, like it is a top five day, like ever. And, um, you know, I'm ready. I got the bug to do it again next year. And uh, hopefully we can all make it through to the finish together. And uh, let's make it happen. So. All right. Anybody else? Any parting words? Well done. Well done, boys. That was fun to chat. I'm sorry we didn't get everybody on here, but uh, fun to hear from you guys. Well done. Nice work. Thank you. Grateful for each one of y'all. Thanks, guys. It was a lot of fun. Thanks, guys. Where are we riding in the morning? (laughs) 